Section 3 of The Creed of a Credulous Person. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dean Christian Rasco. The Creed of a Credulous Person by G. K. Chesterton. On Being Taken In. There is a curious and interesting phrase which is commonly used by skeptical persons both wise and foolish, and which throws a flood of light on the whole nature of skepticism, that is, on the whole humbug of skepticism. It is uttered ten times a day in the chatter of Vanity Fair. It is the first and last colloquialism of all who pride themselves on their coolness and their common sense, and yet it reveals in itself the whole of their eternal error. Whenever you ask these people to believe anything, whether it be a legend of the heroes, or a cock-lane ghost, a rap on the table, or a transfiguration on a mountain, they reply in the phrase that they are not to be taken in. I have not the least idea what was the real origin of the phrase. I can quite imagine all the explanations that will be found in the dictionaries and all the theories of all the philologists. I could, if necessary, make them all up myself. I can imagine how Grigg propounded his simple but now exploded theory that the phrase was an abbreviation of taken in a net. I can fancy the more ingenious Piffer destroying this with the theory that nets were not in use at the time assigned to the origin of the expression, and that it simply means taken in the act. I can reconstruct the theory of Hux, that remarkable man, which connected the phrase with the subject of the symbolic mistletoe, but I cannot at this moment remember how. I can tell you all about Pinker and his description of the taking in of the secondary neophytes into the Temple of Hathor, and how they were subjected to some crushing disappointment as a test of their devotion, hence the modern idea of being taken in. I have all possible respect for the reputation of Skip, the philologist, who suggests that taking in is a corruption of tacking in, a nautical term. Even Dr. Borg, who traces it to the old Danish word togkenen, to eat raw meat, I regard with a good deal of forbearance. I feel gently toward those eminent men, more especially as they are, among their many other honors, the creatures of my own imagination. But I repeat, that whatever may be the origin of the term, as it stands, it is most startlingly significant. It reveals, as I say, the whole weakness of skepticism. To refuse to be taken in is to refuse to see the inside of anything. The phrase originated, I should imagine, in some dim and cruel time, when a man refused to be taken into the house of his best friend lest there should be men behind the door with daggers. I do not blame a man under those circumstances for such caution, but I do say that if he refused to go in, while he had a perfect right to boast of his own wisdom, or to thank God for his deliverance, there is one thing that he had no right at all to do. He had no right to talk about the house into which he did not go to describe the thinness of the carpet, the raggedness of the curtains, the badness of the wine, the incomparable amateurishness of the watercolors. 
because they wished to murder him, as he thought, is no reason that he should lie about them. All that he has a right to say is that, while they may have wanted to give him a good dinner, they may also have wanted to stick a knife in his back. All that anyone has a right to say in answer to him is that, while they may have wanted to stick a knife in his back, they may have wanted to give him a good dinner. In any case, he was not taken in. On the contrary, he was left standing outside. But the skeptic is left in this position in regard to everything. You show him a great palace and tell him that inside are great councils and splendid judgments of state, but he never sees the councils or hears the judgments, for the simple reason that he will not be taken in to see or hear them. You show him a mighty cathedral and tell him that inside it are ceremonies that exalt the spirit, music that makes it mad with a frantic goodness, but he never hears the service or the music, simply because he will not be taken in to hear them. He has an abiding horror of the inside of everything, for to him the inside of everything is a trap, with jaws of steel. He would rather be outside of everything than inside heaven, for even in heaven, though he were seven times blessed and absolved, he would feel throughout the divine ages that at any moment the gates of gold and pearl might clang together and imprison him and the angels of mercy and justice turn into omnipotent devils and go through the city with flaming swords, destroying all within, even against the promise of God. To this kind of man it is too great a risk to be inside anything. That is all very well, but it does most definitely follow that these people, though thoroughly justified, intellectually speaking, in their whole position, must be bad judges of almost everything there is. The great majority of things have externally a doubtful air. They may be either traps or cathedrals. And of the great majority of men is demanded the furious, the fantastic, but still the practically necessary valor of assuming that the thing is a cathedral. All the most practical and recurrent human attitudes consist chiefly of being taken in, that is, of being introduced, whenever we are introduced, we are taken in, to some new and dangerous matter, falling in love, motherhood, and even going to sleep are all very dangerous, and though keeping out of a trap is a very good way of achieving about a hundred excellent objects, while it means eating meals, admiring the sunrise, living to a green old age, and being admired for wisdom, it still does not achieve everything. It is a very bad way of finding out what traps are like. And yet the whole universe is a trap. Look at the great empty skies above you, and there will be moods when you will see them as the hollow jaws of a gaping giant, the awful throat of a monster in whom we are, our heads in the lion's mouth. And yet there is only one word to be said in the matter. Either it is better to be inside or to be outside. There are some who think that in entering this existence they have been tricked into a man-trap. But there are far more who think, and they range from Socrates to Zulus, 
that they have been taken into a cathedral. In any case, those who grumble at the universe have no right to criticize it. Only the credulous succeed. And there is but one antithesis to be put in the matter. If a man cannot be taken in, let him be taken out. End of section 3